America's public enemy number one in the United States is drug abuse. And today's raids ended with nine arrests and I missed the intro, bro. We took it out for like one show. I know. Come on. Sanctioned by the Philippines' new president. His orders for his people and his police. Kill them. Yeah. It's that time. You know what time it is. It's the Daily Attic Podcast. It's your boy Tim and your boy Dave. What's up? Just want to say what up to everybody out there. You know, you can check us on Twitter at Daily Addict Show. We've had a lot of uh, interactions on there. I'm kind of figuring it out finally. My fat thumbs fit on the phone a little better when you, you know, you get used to it. So, plus you can talk into it if you have to, if you're really challenged. But we also have an Instagram now. Brand new. Brand new. Just, just joined so we want to get some followers out there. So if you're on Instagram, you can check us out, the Daily Attic, the Daily Attic Podcast, and then it just has you know underscores in between. So you can catch us there, and make sure you give us a follow. We'll be following along with our episodes, posting naked pics of ourselves. That too, but if we really want people to follow. <laughs> We will uh, we'll think about the naked pics of someone else. Hopefully, you know, you never know. Um, also, in the works, coming up, we're, we're thinking seriously about having a Patreon um, for nothing more than to just, you know, help us out a little bit. We put, you know, some resources into it, but also it'll give a chance for the listeners and and the people that support us to get a shout out on the show or something like that. Something small, nothing major, but uh, you know, keep your ears open because those will be on the horizon. So today we have a guest for our show where this show is dedicated to psychedelics. So we thought it would only be fitting that we have one of our friends and followers and mutual uh, beneficial tweeters brendan he's uh at psychonaut on twitter what's going on dog yes not much i'm excited to be here yeah man so we just kind of like hooked up on twitter like basically like hey you guys are awesome whatever i want to get a podcast you know do you have any recommendations or or whatever and so tell us a little bit about your idea man what do you want to do yeah so i started listening to the show a couple weeks ago I explained and I'm like hey this is really cool but you hadn't talked about psychedelics very much and I'm like hey you know what I kind of want to do that and so I had reached out and like hey this would be really cool to do you know if you had any tips or whatever and I have a couple uh, friends who'd be interested in contributing maybe another co-host so hopefully in the next couple weeks I might be getting something up, um, but I'm really excited about it. It's working pretty nice so far. That's awesome, man. Yeah, and we support that. We support it, and it's not, you know, we don't really look at people that want to do podcasts about drugs or drug war things or whatever as any type of uh, competition or anything like that. You know what I mean? That's just, we just support 
everybody, same cause, man. everybody that wants to do a podcast period. We, th- I think it's great. You know, where else can you communicate with people and you know, across the world, you know, cr- different spectrums. Yep. And there's so much going on right now, especially with legally and all the research and, the more people that talk about it, the better. Definitely. And I like your subject matter too, because psychedelics is a huge thing, you know, and I don't, there's, you know, there's some stuff out there about that, but uh, I wish you, you know, the most luck on that thing, man. And if you need any support whatsoever, you know, we got your back. So. Appreciate it. It's awesome. Yeah, dude. Uh, Anybody out there that that's thinking about starting a podcast or doing a podcast starting out you just want to stay you know within your scale you know if you're going to go um get get a good quality computer get some good software get some good equipment but you don't have to go all out right off the bat you know you'll you'll find the things that you want to improve on and things like that but uh just keep it simple just talk talk the truth that's what people want to hear they want to hear the truth more than anything so you know, we support exactly. any endeavor like that. It's it's a real liberating thing to get on the mic and give your honest opinion about shit, you know. Yep. And you guys have the format nailed. I think it's great. It's like a natural conversation. I I just love it. <laughs> Thanks, man. So, without any further ado, let's get into our first story. Let's do it. All right. We're going to talk, this episode is about psychedelics and psilocybin and... Except thing, for one story. Except for one story. Well, you know we got to have one in there that's kind of... Throws you off. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Always. So the first, the very first story we want to cover today is coming from cbsnews.com. And it's talking about psilocybin sessions. And how psychedelics could help people with addiction and anxiety. Uh, I've already, I was aware of this. Are you aware of this already, kind of? Yeah, a little that, bit. That they're treating yeah. the soldiers, uh, PTSD and things of that nature are really um, helping these people that are depressed and stuff. So this is interesting stuff. Yep. There's actually a website, um, the federal government ran the website that lists all of the active uh, medical studies like clinical trials there are hundreds of them for lsd mdma psilocybin they're all like there's hundreds of them Um, so people can actually apply to become part of these studies Um, sometimes the criteria is really uh, specific um, and it's really hard to get through but uh, yeah there's tons of research going on right now and it's awesome what's that website again do you do you know what the website is it's a federal it's a fit it's federal yeah, testing. It's, uh, let, me see. Yeah, let me see. Um, yeah, the it's clinical Okay. And you can search by like drug type, and it gives you the location, the time frame, whether they're looking for uh, active participants. And, man, that yeah, would that wouldn't be a bad gig, man. Oh, I could sure. be a nomad and just travel around the country. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That would be, I mean, think about that. Then you got a book afterwards because you know there's going to be some crazy shit going on. Oh, for sure. But at the same time, uh, that's interesting stuff. I bet you, I mean, I didn't even know that. 
that's a good thing to know. That's a good resource. So that way, that's part of the argument or part of the story about convincing people about opening their mind up to these drugs because you're seeing that there's serious studies being done, clinical trials, data, you know, people that are giving their testimonials about how beneficial it was to go through a couple of sessions of psilocybin, help them quit smoking, help them lose weight, help them get along with their peers, help them raise their children. Right. Damn. I'm just adding shit on here. Help them with their grocery list, help them with their car insurance. They're like Geico, but in seriousness, Seriously, there's so many benefits to the to the mental state here. So let's get on with the story before we get too in-depth. For the most of us, psychedelic drugs conjure up images of the 60s, hippies tripping on LSD or magic mushrooms. But these powerful mind-altering substances are now being studied seriously by scientists, as we just covered, as we know. Um, the early results are very impressive. I added that very. Because the life-changing psychedelic journey... Uh, helps you go deep into your own mind. So is that Karen McLaughlin? People ask me, do you want to do it again? I say, hell no, I don't want to do it again. And Anderson Cooper says, is it really that bad? And she says, no. Oh, it was awful. The entire time, other than the very end and the very beginning, I was crying. Oh, yeah, I remember this. I've seen this interview. She's like the only one that said that out of the interview, literally. Um, So she's talking about her hallucinogenic experience she had at John Hopkins University after after given a large dose of psilocybin, the psychedelic agent in magic mushrooms, as part of the ongoing clinical trial. So hold on real quick. Vacation places to go, John Hopkins (coughs) University. Uh, Roland Griffiths, who are, we tell people that their experiences may vary from very positive to transcendent and lovely to literally hell realm experiences, hell realm, as frightening as an experience as you'll ever have in your life. Holy shit. She had a bad trip. I know. You know, I've been there. Have you, have you had, uh. I mean, what's your ratio, good trips to bad trips? The first couple after trips I've done, they were kind of scary because I'm actually in recovery from heroin. Um, so I was using at the time, and it made me feel a lot of shame and guilt. But now that I've been clean for like 15 or 16 months, um, it's I can't tell you how it's helped my, de- uh, my depression, and I have absolutely no desire to use. It's, it's absolutely phenomenal. I cannot wait until some of the stuff starts coming out, like some of the studies for addiction and depression. It's, I'm so excited. So were you taking, did you take LSD or psilocybin? Uh, LSD. Okay. uh, Mostly. I think I've done psilocybin once. Okay. Um, I ain't gonna lie. I love acid too. Yeah. How many times do you think you've done acid? (sighs) Oh man, probably a dozen times. I, I think Dave's got you beat. Oh, dude. Really? Definitely three digits. <laughs> three digits? Definitely for sure. three digits. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And you know what? I just really feel like that's really telling. Your story is really telling. You know, it's inspiring because here you are. You have this addiction. You're fighting that. And then you're taking this drug, which is contradictory to, you know, what everybody's been telling you. 
and it's exactly. helped and it's helped it's aided you on the more dangerous you know i wouldn't say you're addicted to acid but it definitely is aiding you on your road you know your recovery from your addiction so that's fucking fantastic can you od on acid i never no, heard of I, it i think it's like physically impossible yeah I, I think it is yeah i just think you're <laughs> fucking up that that uh whatever it is that 5-HGA receptor yeah, in your brain or something. Yeah. yeah, you're like you're just covering your receptors longer or something. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a scientist, but I know enough just to talk like I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Oh, <laughs> uh, But anyways, so we're going back to this Karen McLaughlin. I think I'm saying her name right. I don't. That's the way I'm saying it. Um, she was a smoker for 46 years and said she tried everything to quit before giving psilocybin at John Hopkins last year. Psilocybin itself is not addictive. Do you remember that? Do you remember specifically what you were seeing? Yes, the ceiling in the room were clouds, like heavy rain clouds, and gradually they were lowering, and I thought I was going to suffocate from the clouds. So to me, that's her brain telling her you got to quit smoking. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm relating the two together. I'm like, I'm like Dr. Tim today. I'm going to go ahead and evaluate this. No more than a year. Uh, that was more than a year ago. She said she hasn't smoked since. Damn. Damn. Wow. That's great. The study she took part in is still ongoing, but uh, in an earlier small study of just 15 long-term smokers, 80% had quit six months after taking psilocybin. That's double the rate of any over-the-counter smoking product. Man. Yeah. So think about that. I am. I'm thinking about as many times as I used acid and I still smoke. And I smoked more when I was on acid because you don't really, doesn't bother you. Yeah, but you weren't doing shrooms though, right? Or were you doing shrooms? Well, I did shrooms too, but acid a lot more. But did you do? You have to be in the mindset. I did, you, to, did you were doing it while you were doing other drugs though? Well, of course. Well, you tainted your acid You said trip. taint. <laughs> You tainted your acid trip, dog. You're supposed to really go sit in a dark room or some shit. Well, see, that's the thing. When you're on acid, you can, like, do twice as much drugs, drink twice as much, and... And still function. Yeah, it's like you didn't do... It's kind of... You're wasting the other shit, pretty much. Yeah. Case of beer is, like... Eight balls of cocaine, just wasted. Just wasted. Wasted. Didn't matter. No. Because you're just feeling... That has to be... So, if you're doing two i mean what's the most drugs you can so if you're doing like lsd and coke and marijuana man i call it marijuana cannabis and something like say you're doing alcohol say you're drinking alcohol at the same time does acid trump everything yes oh yeah we 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 would do the acid weed coke and then drink wow so I can just imagine yeah, being at a party. Sure. One guy brews out a joint. Yeah. Got another guy brings out a fifth. All right. Dude brings out the fucking Coke. Everybody's jumping up and down. And then I drop the acid right in the middle of the table. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Trump, bitch. <laughs> well, and the great thing, man, for Don't, like, you know, two bucks a hit. Fuck, you take two or three of those, man. You're good. Cheap. Yeah. yeah. I would I would love it if it was regulated though and tested so you made sure you weren't getting like a hot dose like back in the back right. in Woodstock or something right. and some hot acid going around 
Am I making that up or is that real? I don't know. It was like red licorice or something. <laughs> Look it up, man. I think I'm I think I'm legit on that. So, anyways, going on with the story. So this story basically um it talks about another gentleman here who was drinking beer and drinking alcohol i've seen this story if you could look on 60 minutes you can watch this story on yep. psilocybin i think i've seen this actually this is actually a really good story they talk about uh this gentleman here john costacopoulos he was drinking binge drinking alcohol every day and he uh got treated with psilocybin he hasn't drinking since yeah, that's the guy. So using this in therapy is very important. I mean, it's something that that's legitimate. It's very legitimate. Not only that, but I just think for daily maintenance, because I've been very open and very honest about, you know, microdosing. I think microdosing is awesome. I think it I think it actually makes you a little sharper, not only to where you're not you're probably more focused a little bit like lasers. Yeah. I think you don't, I think when you're microdosing, it takes away those negative thought loops out of your brain. You know, you got like these thought loops when you see something, it triggers a thought that's negative or something. You know what I mean? Because you're just human, just like everybody else. Any life experience you have that are negative when you have experiences, it brings that back automatically. I think when I was microdosing, I didn't have as many negative thought loops. I didn't have as many thought loops that were like, um, you know, detrimental to what I'm trying to get done. Sometimes you're on a task how and you're like, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. How long did you microdose for? About two months. But I did it. Um, okay. You know, I did it five days on, two days off. There's all kinds of different schedules uh, about when to do it. And so you're not supposed to do it, you know, every day. So I did it. Yeah. Um, I do five, two, four, three things like that but i was doing 0.6 which is about a, um it's a capsule like a i don't know regular size capsule i don't know what it, what size it would be like a number three size capsule or something is like 0.6 oh, grams yeah. so 0.6 grams was just enough i did i started out a little heavy with two i i was a little too happy i was a little too carefree so I had to rain it down a little bit. Um, but, you know, I, I think that's, I think it definitely has its benefits, not only as a, you know, as an addiction healer, but, or, or a PTSD healer, but also a maintenance, a mind maintenance drug. That's what I'm going to classify it as from now on. I keyed that shit. Mind maintenance drug. MMD. MMD. I like it. Hashtag MMD. So, uh, Anderson Cooper goes on in this article, and this is basically the, you know, the episode, and it's, uh, this is the transcript from it. So, it's, it's a reading like that. It goes back and forth through the whole thing. And it's um, long. But I do want to get to one of the points here, because Michael Pollan is on here, and uh, uh, did I say Pollan or Poland? Because it's Poland. He, uh. He's one of the main voices for psychedelics right now. And he has, uh, I don't know how he's famous. He's got a show. He's a researcher. He's a writer. He's written books. Um, 
but he's written a lot about psilocybin. He's a big proponent of it. And then you have also, there was another, another treatment of cancer patient patients that the cancer patients had this anxiety about having cancer and about especially terminal cancer. So basically they were just freaking out 24 hours a day. But as they were taking psilocybin, they weren't worrying about that. They weren't worrying about the, uh, the overwhelming pressure they had on that. They were kind of, kind of takes their mind away from it for a little bit. And it definitely, it's a, uh, they had a, a study with 51 cancer patients over at John Hopkins and they experienced significant decreases in depressed mood and anxiety after taking psilocybin. Two thirds of them rated their psilocybin sessions as among the most meaningful experiences of their lives. And for some, it was on par with the birth of their children. Damn. Damn. That's pretty significant. Yeah. That's good. You know, I just, one of my good friends, um, microdoses, but also takes, you know, big doses from time to time, maybe eight. But he took like six grams one time and he told me he had a bad trip. He said, I finally had a bad trip. And I said, was it real bad? He goes, yeah, it was real bad. It was it was dark. And I said, damn. I said, so what are your thoughts? And he said, uh, I'm glad I did it. He said, I'm still happy that it happened because I still felt better afterwards because it made me open my eyes to some shit. I was like, hey, well, that's, yeah. yeah. Turn a bad trip good, I guess. Yeah, they say that uh, it's the most difficult experiences that are usually the most beneficial um, because you'll learn a lot more about yourself that way because it's easy and fun. You don't necessarily learn a lot, but it's the difficult ones where it's like, hey, wow, I need to change this or hey, this is a different perspective and it forces you to kind of confront that. That makes sense. That's interesting. That And I would, same thing with like your physical being too. You know, when you stress your body and you tear muscles and shit, they build back stronger. You stress your heart, it gets stronger, everything. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, it doesn't make sense the way Mother Nature does that, but it kind of does. You know, the more that you live through, the stronger you are. Exactly. Wake Forest. Going on to the next article, by the way. Wake Forest is on ABC11.com. Yeah, yeah. This is a Wake Forest home that was being used to make psychedelic drugs that was put in vape pens, uh, the sheriff's office says. And, man, they got a picture right on here. I got to tweet this one out. It looks like every. I think I see vegetable oil there. I think I see grape juice. There's some, there's some ocean spray. I mean, I'm seeing uh, oil, uh, bags. I mean, they got everything. They got a lot of vegetable oil. They got a couple cans of something. Else. They got soil. A little cup of... And they got all kinds of shit, man. You make psychedelics out of this stuff? Or is this just everything that was in the kitchen that they took out to... They probably were... My guess is they were uh, extracting the DMT from plants, which is a really easy and straightforward process, honestly. 
and the plants are legal, um, but it's when you extract uh, the DMT from the plants. That is interesting. And that's as, when it becomes illegal. That's interesting yeah. as shit. In, yep, and you can put it in vape pens. Um, so they were probably selling on the dark net, even though I don't think this article talks about it. I'm pretty sure that's what they were doing. Yeah, because you can't sell that shit in the stores. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> I got to tweet this motherfucker out here. This is crazy. They're making DMT at Wake Forest, you guys. Wake Forest home. I, I made it. I thought it was going to be at the college, but North Carolina. The sheriff's office made one of the largest single day busts last week, arresting two people who are allegedly operating a drug lab inside a Wake Forest home. Daniel Ray Hawkins and Benjamin Blake Lumpkin were arrested last week at their home. Damn, they got the fucking street and everything on Flatterty Avenue. Uh, they said the house was used to produce the hallucinogenic drug. Uh, diptotryptamine. Is it, did I say that right? Diptotryptamine? Yeah, DMT. Dimethyltryptamine. Dimethyltryptamine. Thank you. So dimethyltryptamine, and I've, I've never had it, but I've known people that have smoked it in this form out of a vape pen. Um, have you done that? Have you done the DMT? Uh, I can't put it into words, um, but yes, I have. <laughs> how many times have you done? Trying. How many times have you done uh, DMT? Yeah, a couple times, not too many, um, just because it's so intense. It's really scary. Um, no matter how many times you do it, it gets easier. It's just absolutely terrifying. So what do you what do you compare it to? Any other drugs or you you can't you can't um, you see these little elves uh, and they talk to you and you leave the universe. They, it's tr- it's like trying to explain colors to a blind person. You can't you, you have to experience it, um, and it it's the act, it's also the active ingredient in ayahuasca. Yeah, but ayahuasca lasts like three or four hours. Yeah. Versus if you were to um, vaporize it, it's like 15 or 20 minutes. Holy shit. Yeah, I hear about stories. I've never done it, but I hear stories that people leave the earth and they go have these whole entire other lives. And then they come back. You know what I mean? They live like 30 years in like 20 minutes. And then they come back to earth and say, I had a whole life, dude. I had a family. I had, it was an alien family. We were like, I'm serious. I'm not making this up, oh, yeah. dude. He knows I'm right. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, yeah. no. would, would you try it, Dave? Would you try it? No. Not even under the most controlled circumstance. You're in a padded room. No, maybe like dark. 20 years ago I would. I just, I'm too old for that shit, Dude, you did, you did acid in the triple digits. You don't need no DMT. No, I'm fucked up enough. DMT is the ultimate. <laughs> DMT is the, I think you're perfect, man. Look, wasn't that a supportive? Wasn't that a great thing to say? Oh, that's why I'm taking my shirt off. I got to take a drink for that. Uh, that, uh, that just seems kind of intense for me. I don't think I would either, man. I got to be honest with you. Even even with, I don't know. Supervision. Even with microdose and doing doing shrooms and... I've never done shrooms the way you're really supposed to do them, though. I've never just done them and just been by myself and figured shit out with it. I've always been, like, at a party or somewhere and 
You know, it's never really been an experience other than seeing what I see, which the one time I took it, everything was green like the Matrix, had that green tint. Everything that whole night had a green tint. Huh. It was crazy, but DMT, another world. Literally. So they found these guys. Um, they were allegedly putting the drugs in vape pens. A shotgun was also seized from the home. And according to the sheriff's office, there have been there have only been three DMT labs in North Carolina. And that sounds like a great business opportunity that they know about. <laughs> so right. what, what plant does it take to make DMT or what what substances do you need? Uh, so it, uh, you can get um, this bark from a plant called Mimosa hostilis. Or um, there's another one called Acacia Confusa, I think that's how it's pronounced. Uh, and there's a couple different ways. I've never done it. Um, I just kind of know the rough way. Uh, you can mix it with, like, lye or uh, napsa, um, which are really caustic and dangerous chemicals if you don't know what you're doing. But it's like drain cleaner um, kind of stuff. Why does every oh, yeah, drug involve drain cleaner? <laughs> Meth. Just a chemical reaction to get it out of the plant material. Right. So you have to get rid of it then once you do that, you know. You're going to have to. Yeah. You're going to have to purge yep. that shit. So it seems like drain cleaner was invented just for. To make illicit drugs. Right. Though. They said, <laughs> let's make some illicit drugs. Oh, shit. Look at it. It also cleans drains. <laughs> We can get it out there. What if you had to go? Is it, I'm just going to Home Depot or some dipshit box store, and I'm like, I need two bottles of Drano. They're like, we need your ID. Fill out this. Soon. Soon they'll be doing that shit, man. Fill out Watch. this federal form. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Got to do a background check. I'm like, fuck it. I'm a plunge. I'm giving you guys shit. <laughs> I'm going to get the snake. Fuck that shit. No, because I'm not making DMT, but. I wouldn't try it either, I don't think. I don't think I would either, honestly. Yeah, it seems like a whole nother level, man. Yeah, it's I don't a, it's go a level. To. It's like the Trump beyond the Trump yeah. right now. We I said acid was the Trump drug. I'm thinking DMT might be the ultimate Trump drug. Cause once you smoke that, you ain't drinking a beer. No. Oh, because you're gonna be in Mars with aliens. Exactly. Making yeah. babies. Yeah, you're gonna be a <laughs> Venus or some shit. That's crazy, man. That is nuts. But, hey, I hope these guys, you know what? They're making it. So this is the thing. Here's the question. On our plan of legalization of all drugs, how is DMT regulated in in, in our perfect world? It's probably going to be a lot safer if we can find alternate chemicals to break down the barks or whatever with. So... Your solution would be what, like total, like prescription based only, or you could walk into a store and buy some DMT and just what would it be like if you're 20? It's kind of like going vegan, you know? (laughs) (laughs) How how so? (laughs) Because you want the cleanest shit, man. So I guess you got to, you have to regulate some manufacturers to 
use a specific safer alternative to Drano. Gotcha, gotcha. But 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 how am I getting it though? Do I have to go to the doctor and be like, "Hey, doc, I need some DMT," or am I going to the fucking? Is it going to be like CBD at the damn video? No, I think store? they're they'll give you like a like a prepaid card. You can use a certain amount a month. Oh, yeah. That way it's kind I would think maybe if you were in therapy or a psychiatrist or something, hopefully at that point they would understand the, uh, the mental benefits. So you would be able to uh, do like guided therapy sessions with a therapist. I like your idea. Integrate that. I like your idea, bro. Yeah. Because it's not like a recreational thing where you're like, let's go to the bar tonight. I no, got the DMT. No. <laughs> but better yet, better yet. How many people like in Hollywood would be taking DMT and like making movies about the shit they saw? Would they even make movies or just sit there? And... I don't know. Oh, you can't move. <laughs> You're not moving. <laughs> I felt that way with Salvia Divinorum. Have you ever done Salvia Divinorum? I have not. Okay. It's it, like a very. It yeah, scares me too much. It's a very intense, quick. You kind of leave. You kind of leave the world a little bit. I had. So back in the day, me and my boys plan, because nobody heard of this yet, Salvia was to get some. We ordered an ounce from Canada or something that came in the mail. It was still not illegal to my knowledge. It might be on. But so we're trying to like smoke it and smoke it with people so they could see what it's like. I had one guy try to walk up the wall, literally thought he could, he had suction cups on his feet or something. He could walk, he just kept trying too. And I'm like, dude. You can't. His eyes were closed too. It was weird. Uh, one guy, what? yeah, one guy was on a. He held on to the wall and said, "Get him off this Daffy Duck roller coaster." <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, one guy randomly ran into a baby gate and flipped over the other side. It just made people do crazy shit, man. So I just stayed away from it. I just gave it away after that point, man. I was like, you guys can have it. People were doing weird shit. My brother, shot up to Mike Biggs, was talking like Colonel Sanders <laughs> about Michael Jordan and sweating profusely. <laughs> <laughs> so we've had a lot of experiences on that, but we got rid of it because I don't think that's in this discussion. It's a, is it considered psychedelic? I don't know. I think it might be. I think it is, man. Yeah, if you're going to leave so. Earth to go marry an alien. Yeah. I mean, that's No, know. DMT is, but I was talking about oh. Salvia. I don't know. Salvia is too, I think. Yeah. You just have some crazy. You do some crazy shit. Okie dokie. That brings us to our last and final story of the episode. I'm tweeting it out right now, you guys. You have to see this picture. And you have to hear this story. It's the biggest, the biggest news in Arkansas today. This is on KIRO7localnews.com. Actually, KIRO7.com. Local to uh, Hot Springs, Arkansas. And a very interesting photo here. Uh, I just have to say that this is one of the reasons I don't like the way because the news in the U.S. puts people's photos, their address, their street. They don't give a fuck, dude. They put everything out there. 
Ruins your life. Your life's already ruined if you're doing meth like this. Arkansas woman faces drug charges. Time out. I think their life was ruined when they were born. Could have been. It could have been. I mean, they're poor souls, dude. I just like, uh, this is, if you ever want to teach your children why meth is bad for your health, you just put this picture on their fucking books when they go to school every day. I guarantee they will never try meth in their life because these, these, these people are definitely how the story sounds. You can imagine, but please check it out on Twitter. If, if you're that, you know, curious, Arkansas woman facing drug charges tells the police her brother put meth in her sandwich and drink. So she was arrested on felony drug charges early Sunday. She told police police that she believed her brother put methamphetamine in her sandwich or her drink earlier in the day. According to a probate cause affidavit at Hot Springs, Arkansas, police officers pulled over a car pulling out of the parking lot with no headlights smelled marijuana upon approaching the vehicle and discovered the vehicle's driver, Elizabeth Marie Catlett, moving about the vehicle in a quick, nervous manner. And I'm not surprised. (laughs) I'm not surprised she was moving fast. Uh, Following the thorough research of the uh, thorough search of the vehicle, uh, both her and her brother, Don Russell fur, so their names really are nothing like each other, right? Don Russell Fur. They were arrested. Fur um, was the passenger, and when Catlett read was read her Miranda rights, she told police that if she pops hot, <laughs> <laughs> hey sheriff, I pop hot. It's because my brother put it in my sandwich. Her PB&J was spiked with methamphetamine. She also told police that fur often taints her food and beverages with illegal substances. There you go, a taint again, man. It's the theme. It's the theme of the psychedelic episode. Shrooms and taints. (laughs) So uh, she believed he put it in her drink earlier in the evening. So they both faced charges for possession or cocaine with purpose to deliver, as well as possession of drug paraphernalia. Catlett also faces additional charges of driving while intoxicated and refusal to submit to a chemical test. So did she pop hot or not? She popped hot as hell, but she's not hot as hell. And if I'm that officer, baby, you don't even need to do a test. (laughs) (laughs) We're just going to book you. No worries. But at the same time, this is what happens when this when 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 meth fries your brain this bad like this. Not only are you facing all these charges, you just put another fucking felony on your brother because you told some bullshit story about how you 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 know you had meth in your fucking ham and cheese and I don't know. Does that shit even work? Can you put meth on a sandwich and guy or not? I think you can. I think when we investigated meth you can ingest meth any way any form you can shoot it up you can snort it you can eat it um all having different effects i think snorting it or injecting it is the quickest way and then snorting it is equal Hmm. but 
eating it. I mean, it has to work. He's sprinkling it in her food. I mean, I don't I don't really think he's sprinkling it in her food, but they're definitely in cahoots. I hope. See, but this is the these people need help beyond jail. Especially when you pop hot all the time, man. Especially when you're hot, popping hot. Yeah. Wish, wish we had a song about popping hot. You don't want to pop hot. <laughs> I've never heard that before. I've heard drop dirty. I've heard, you know, that's the only one I've heard, drop dirty. Hot piss, hot pop. Hot pop. We're going to pop hot. <laughs> pop hot tonight. Yeah. Unfortunately, for these uh, two individuals, uh, the story's not checking out. Uh, I think they're going to be in jail, which is a waste of our resources. I say I wish they would like offer them some kind of treatment. Maybe they send should. them to this Hopkins clinic. Yeah. Say, hey, I got... And, I, and how sweet would that be? You get, you're in the back of a cop car. You do it just like you're doing like a kid, like they're really getting in trouble. You get them in the back of the car. You got them cuffed. You're like... This is your third offense with methamphetamine. You're going away for life. For life. You've been popping hot for three years. And then they drive you to John Hopkins and go, psych, you're going to take some shrooms for the next three weeks. <laughs> Boom, you'd be like, fuck yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anyways, don't be surprised if there's a line of cars at John Hopkins in the next few days checking everything out. I think that's our last and final episode for the show, we want to thank Brendan, man. You've been an awesome guest on our show today, dude. 100%. Thanks for... Gay for us. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining. We appreciate it. Is there anything you want to shoot out there to uh, our listeners, man? Uh, what to look out for? What to, you know, any message? Yeah, you're going to have to give us an outro because we don't have one. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so I, yeah, working on the podcast. You don't have a name or anything yet, but when we release the uh, the first episode, the pilot, um, I'll definitely hit you up and kind of let you know. I'm, but I'm definitely on Twitter. I'll be announcing more info there. Right on, dude. Right on. Hey, we're gonna keep. We're gonna stay updated on that. Good luck in your endeavor when you come up with a name. When you come up, when you drop your first episodes, definitely let us know. We'll put you out For there sure. with ours. Uh, Great episode. I learned a lot about psychedelics that I didn't know. So hopefully, you know, we'll be listening to more. We'll be listening awesome. to more about it, man. So take it we're easy. We're out. We're out.